Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Thank you for being a part of the podcast today. It's great to have you. Thanks for allowing me into your phone or your car or your computer, wherever you might happen to be listening to this. And it's a joy to be with you. I've been on a bit of a hiatus lately. I took a break for a couple weeks. Uh, doctor said I need to get away for a little bit. Uh, our blood pressure is an issue in my family. <laughs> and uh, so it is something that's a genetic predisposition, I guess. And uh, certainly uh, the pressures and the stresses of, jo- of uh, the calling and the job that God's called me to do is something that is ever-present. And uh, I have find myself from time to time needing to get away and uh, take a breather for just a little bit and find a uh, bush somewhere in the wilderness and get alone with God uh, and my Bible and be able to meditate and worship Him and just kind of get things reoriented and reboot. You ever find a time to do that? I would encourage it, encourage you to do that. It's rejuvenating, it's refreshing, and uh, spiritually it can really help you in the long run to be more consistent and diligent in your service for God. But it's good to be back, and I'm beginning this brand new week of podcasting, and I hope that this has been a blessing to you. Uh, I again reiterate that this is the ministry of Joel Nason. I pastor Heritage Baptist Church in Laconia, New Hampshire. And I have been given the privilege to pastor here for 28 years. But uh, nonetheless, I am grateful that you're a part of this today. If you have a Bible question or something of that nature, please don't hesitate to uh, give me an email. You can email me at pastornason at gmail.com. And uh, would love to maybe even make a question anonymously, of course, that you might have to be part of the podcast as the days go by. I often wondered uh, that this podcast, which was really a product of the COVID pandemic, that uh, it would be uh, something that would have any longevity at all to it. And uh, I quickly found that there are a number of people that like to have their day begin with a biblical thought, a Bible verse that helps, helps keep them focused on what's right. And uh, so if that's one of you and you have a question or a topic of discussion that you think would like would be good for a podcast, please don't hesitate to uh, send me an email and let me know what that might be. Well, today we're actually going to begin by a follow-up from the last Lord's Day, yeah, which would be yesterday when this podcast is released, because today being Monday, this would be a time to be a, a nice kind of fill-in uh, follow-up to the message that was given yesterday. Actually, it's things that I, there just was not time to be able to respond to or to even go into because the topic that was preached about from the pulpit. Uh, I began a series yesterday on the book of Esther, and it was a, I think it's a timely series because of the age that we live in right now and what's going on. Uh, We look around us and we see our world uh, caving in. It seems like uh, that's been so rapid. The the swiftness with which our culture and our society has degenerated is just mind-boggling. I never would have thought at the beginning of my ministry as a young man that it would have come to this point so quickly. But there have been so many variables that have contributed to it. There have been the the advent or the coming of the internet and and social media and all of the access to just more information. It's it's information overload. It's just overwhelming at times. 
about what's out there today. And so it's important for us to understand that and know that we do live in an entirely different era right now. And it continues to degenerate, and some people look at that and have great fear and anxiety and frustration. Uh, I choose not to let it do that because I choose to let the Bible temper my feelings and my thoughts. And one of the things I'm reminded of in the Bible is that God said this was going to happen. This is not something that's novel or a surprise to God. He actually was very well aware that this was what was happening and even went so far as to tell us so in his word. And so it's. I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about this now because I've heard the question from people, well, where is God? What is God doing? Uh, and things of this nature. Uh, There was somebody else that pondered that particular question in the Bible, and his name was Job. Uh, Many of you are perhaps familiar with his name. You have perhaps read even the book entitled after him. Job was an individual who went through just earth-shaking, soul-wrenching, heartbreaking uh, loss in his life. And he came to the point, if you've read the book, I don't want to go all the way through it, but you'll understand that he came to the point where he would, <coughs> excuse me, where he was just at a loss for how to determine what was going on in his life. In fact, in Job 23, uh, Job records this. He said, Behold, I go forward. But he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. By those verses, we understand that Job was in quite a, con, a, a quandary. He was having a difficult time, but he, he, he didn't feel that God didn't care about him. He just felt that somehow he had lost God. He didn't know what was going on. He felt like he was in the dark all the time. Uh, he is, is, where is God, basically? I've looked forward and backward and left and right and up and down and every which way, and, and I just can't seem to lay hold on God and have that connection with Him. Basically, a, a game of, of hide-and-seek, if you would. I had a younger son that uh, whose name uh, I will not mention, but he was a, a boy who was mischievous, and when he was supposed to be doing school, sometimes he'd be out the window and climbing a tree somewhere, and I'd go out calling for him, and while you would call his name, he would be up a tree just giggling to himself that uh, he was hidden and couldn't be found. Uh, Job was in a difficult time, and when I preached on the book of Esther on the past Lord's Day, I, I've grown to love this book a great deal. And God's sovereign hand is written all over it. It's an unfolding drama full of reversals and sometimes even hubris and humor. And the the drama is really spellbinding. Uh, it's one of those books that's so well written that it just draws you right in. But at the same time, The sovereign hand of God is all over the life of Esther and throughout the book. 
And if there's one great lesson that can summarize the entire book of Esther, it is this. And I want you to understand this right now. I don't know where you are, what your circumstances are. I don't know what you're going through right now. But here is something that you can sink your teeth into. And that is the silence of God does not equate the absence of God. Oh, you can read the entire book of Esther and never read the name of God mentioned one time, but yet he is always behind the scenes, behind the curtain, if you will, as he is orchestrating all circumstances for his people's good and his glory. The Bible always opens and closes with the presence of God. He is present. Uh, although you can't always see him work with your physical eyes, sometimes you wonder where he is and why doesn't he do something? But God is God, and he's no less present when when you're acutely aware he is in front, behind, and at each side as when he feels he's in a game of hide-and-seek. Uh, his silence never means he is absent. Uh, I often turn to Psalm 77, and I'll close with this today. When my way feels dark and when it's difficult to see the hand of God, I can't find my way and I'm looking and I'm groping along. It's written, Psalm 77 is written by someone experiencing a silent God, one who is invisible in spite of searching and pleading. In fact, the psalmist says this in Psalm 77, 1, I cried unto the Lord, excuse me, I cried unto God with my voice even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. Um, I know that kind of cry, and I recognize that sometimes there's a deafening silence when you cry out to the Lord, don't you? Have you ever had that? Down in verse 5, the Bible says, I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. Uh, this particular psalm was written by Asaph, a great poet. And uh, his psalm works its way through the paths of an invisible God who at times works in unseen ways. Uh, and his mind, the psalmist, weaves through the same questions we ask. Has he rejected me? Has his love vanished and promised? Uh, his, his love vanished and his promise failed? Where is he? Um, until they rest on the most important question, and you've done the same thing as I have. Who is he? Who is God? Uh, where is he? Psalm 77, 13 says, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Uh, the Bible tells us that our vision begins to change when we look into the Word of God. And I want to give you this promise today that sometimes you're going to turn a corner and your vision's going to clear up and you're going to see a little better. You'll know that to be silent is not to be absent. Uh, you see God's hand in the mundane, ordinary events of your life. And in awe, you can wonder how you could ever have imagined that he was not there, that he was not engaged in working. Well, the Bible says, uh, your path led through the sea, your way through many, through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. And listen, folks, 
Our adult eyes are tested to look beyond the reality around us, embrace what we can't see, to believe it to be more real, in fact, than what we can see. And one day, I want us to understand, uh, you will know beyond the shadow of a doubt that he was watching and waiting at every turn, around every corner, and in the dark hallway of your soul, and he is going... His, It's going to lead you, it's going to be a glorious thing to praise the Lord for all of his goodness. Just remember, right now, the silence of God does not equate the absence of God. We encourage you to meditate on that today. Walk with the Lord, stay faithful to him. He's working and he's doing all things for his glory and your good. God bless. Let's begin this new podcast week in the right mindset. And all God's people said, 